Do you ever feel like life is the same story, just a different day? Day after day after day is the same, with no real sense of direction or purpose. Or maybe you do feel like you're living on purpose, and yet even more clarity or direction could help you. Think about what life is like for your kids when they know why they're here and what their life should be about. That's our conversation today, living a life on purpose. Becoming better parents, partners, and people, this is the Positively Dad Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Shaw, host of Positively Dad, and we're going to have a powerful conversation today about life. It's a conversation that's going to help you and your entire family. My wife, Terry, and I are the proud parents of an almost eight-year-old second grader. Her name is Naomi. In fact, she's going to join us at the very end of the show to share her thoughts. She does that every week in the Kids' Corner, and I think you'll like it, so stick around for it. I started Positively Dad just about a year ago to be a resource for dads, to help us become better parents, partners, and people. This is our Monday episode where I talk to an expert about something that's important for us to know. And then on Thursdays, we do our Dad Talk series where I talk to a dad about being a dad. We've had many powerful conversations, so if you're new to Positively Dad, go back and listen to some of those other episodes because I think you'll really like what you will hear. I think you're going to like what you're going to hear today as well. We're going to talk to a a gentleman today named Simon T. Bailey. He's an author, he's a speaker, he's a contributor to Success Magazine, and he's a dad. And he's going to share his story with us a little bit about being a dad. He's a divorced dad, so he's going to talk about that. He has adult children. And he's going to talk about his latest book, which is Be the Spark. And, And we talked in our conversation about how we as dads can get clarity around our own purpose in life and how we can share that purpose with our kids. He's going to give you some powerful questions that you can ask yourself and that you might even think about asking your family so that you can truly have a life worth living. I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. Let's jump in and have it. Simon, thank you so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Awesome. Good to be with you. Well, I'm happy to have you. So real quick, tell us a little bit about you and your family. Grew up in Buffalo, New York. I've been living in Florida for about 28 years. I have a 21-year-old son, sophomore in college, and an 18-year-old daughter who graduates from high school in a few months and has already got accepted to the college of her choice. So it's never a dull moment. Well, that's exciting. And by the way, congratulations to your Bills. They made the playoffs. So sorry. I know. Past that. And yet that's always exciting when the Bills make the playoffs. <laughs> There's always next season. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, listen, I'm excited to chat with you because, I mean, just and as people study you, um, you've really, really, really kind of helped helping pe- people figure out how to make their dreams come true, how to accomplish great things, and and really by allowing people to be themselves. And And I'm just curious, what's so important to you about that? I think what's important to me is when I look back at my journey from uh, attempted suicide at 15 to um, being a college dropout. I did go back to school, just took me 10 years to finish my undergrad degree, uh, to eventually getting married, divorce, dealing with cancer, coming through all of those things. Every day on top of the ground is a great day. And how do I now extend myself to help people, uh, not because I have to, but because I want to. And, Mm -hmm. And that's what really supercharges me to keep going. Yeah, well, clearly it did. So your story is one of perseverance. Totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so why is that so important to be able to persevere? And why is it so, so many people struggle to do that? 
Yeah. My dad was an immigrant from Jamaica some 60 years ago, picked oranges in Mount Dora, Florida, migrated up to Perry, New York, where he picked apples. Uh, when he came from Jamaica, was illiterate, taught himself how to read uh, by reading the Bible, literally self-made. And he taught me and my brothers, the best hand that will feed you is the one at the end of your wrist. The world mm -hmm. does not owe you anything. And that has driven me ever since uh, he first taught me and my brothers that lesson. So I believe that if my father could come and do what he's done, I have no excuse um, here in the greatest country in the world to settle for being average. Um, it can be done no matter where you start in life. How do you finish? Well, so walk us through a process then to do that. If somebody feels like that everything's stacked up against them or things aren't working out for them, what's a model they can follow or a path to help get them moving in the right direction? Question number one, what makes you come alive? That that question came out of a book I was reading by an author named John Elrich. And in John's book, Wild at Heart, he says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive, because what the world needs are people who come alive. So start with that question. The second question is, what would you do if no one paid you to do it? That the power of that question is really have you hone in on your core skills, that thing that you love to do. And then the third question is, what is right about you? So many times when we're going through adversity, we focus on what's wrong with us instead of what's right with us. And what you will begin to discover what is right about you could be just the tripwire, could be the thing that launches you. What you find easy, others find frustrating. Mm -hmm. Is there an opportunity for you to leverage it? Interesting. And I imagine these are questions and lessons you've worked to teach your kids. You've got one in college and your, and your daughter's about to go. How, talk about what that looks like with, with helping your kids see this too. Yeah, I recently had to apologize to my kids because for years I've been asking them, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like my parents ask me. Mm -hmm. And what I've discovered in a world of algorithms, artificial intelligence, automation, and autonomous cars, that's not the question. The most important question that I want them to answer is what problem have you been created to solve? Because if you're not solving problems, people are not necessarily beating a path to your door to hire you and to engage you. So when I reframe that question after apologizing to them, it's now become a challenge for them to begin to dig deep as to, so what problem am I created to solve? What can I do? Well, that's a really important question. I think if you, I think about watching a show like Shark Tank, for example. I mean, that's the people who succeed on a show like that have have solved a problem, and they were created to do that. And it just seems though like a really big question. Like, how do we come up with the answer? <laughs> yeah. So then I, I because each of them, each of my kids are wired differently. I have to look at. What is it that they gravitate towards? What is it that interests them? So I already know my daughter, excellent communicator, uh, doesn't meet a stranger, very outgoing and a good writer. Okay, so Madison, how do we solve a problem with what you love to do? Daniel, on the other hand, is a little bit more creative, both left brain and right brain. Uh, so Daniel, what do you want to do? Where Where's that edge? And how do I nudge them into the uh, direction of what their natural tendencies already are. 
if you can figure out the answer to this question, this could be ultimately what though. I mean, seriously though, this could yeah. be what defines you long-term. And this is a, I don't know. It's the legacy that you leave. Oh, totally. I, I think about it every single day and I've even exposed them to some of the circles that I have access to. And it's been very enlightening for them. And just, uh, just to see them kind of light up and say, wow, you know, really challenges them. I bet it does. And I'm, I'm sure that it, you get proud sometimes when you hear them start to connect dots and figure out the answers to these questions. Yes. It's that curiosity that I always want them to have. Always ask questions. Never stop learning. Do you ever feel, though, like you know, either your kids or you or just people you come in contact with lack clarity about what they'd really like to accomplish? I do. And I think it's just because people are overwhelmed with a terabyte of information. There's so many things coming at them. And rarely does somebody just say, hit the pause button, step back and just start with, why am I here? Just a basic question. Why are you here right now on the planet? Then after you figure out perhaps an answer, what can I do about why I'm here. And then that leads to another question. Um, what's going to be, what's going to engage me to make me happy, right? So when I'm happy and I'm doing something, I'm purposeful. And I think that's how you start to help bring people to a place of clarity and remove the fog. I love it. So here, here's what I've learned so far in the short time we've talked is figure out what gets you excited. As I think you said, you know, what makes you come alive? Um, think about, um, what you do if nobody paid you to do it. So you're, you're, what, what excites you? What gives you energy? What, what gets you excited? And then, and then figure out what your strengths are and use that, right. To start moving and moving in the right direction. Then you get some clarity about what's, you know, kind of why you're here and what, what space you can fill. Mm -hmm. So now, now that you've figured this out though, we go on our path of living our mission of who we're about and what we intend to be and how we help to add value to the world. And that's hard. Totally. <laughs> because the world is a difficult place. And I think every person has to show up and figure out how do I be the best version of myself in the midst of adversity, in the midst of everything happening around me? How do I not lose the center of who I am at the core? Okay, so how do we do that? I mean, it sounds really cute, and we could probably yeah. write a book about it, which, I mean, you've written books, and they're great, and you can do speaking, and everyone takes notes, and they run out, and they're all pumped up, and they're excited, and then nothing happens. So, so what ultimately can we put in place to help us move forward, especially when things are tough, as we're working to live out our mission in life? Number one, personal accountability. Now let's unpack personal accountability. How you start the day determines the day. So for me personally, I start the day reading, meditating, getting my mindset right. That's number one. Then when I go out into the world or if I'm dealing with whatever I'm dealing with that day, how do I show up? No matter what negativity I'm facing, how do I show up positive and make sure in my speech, my communication, my behavior, my habits, it's moving me forward in the direction of the intention that I set at the very beginning of the day. Then when a problem does arise, what's the choice that I'm going to make? So I give an example. I, um, I was dealing with somebody in business uh, on a business deal the other day, and it really got under my skin. Things were not going in the direction that I felt that they should go. So I said, you know what? 
I don't think this is the person I need to do business with. So I just literally communicated to them. I said, you know what? Thank you. This really looks like a great opportunity on paper, but this is not for me. Instead of attacking the person mm -hmm. to say, you know what? You sold me a bill of goods. No, I just removed myself from the situation. That was a choice. Holding myself personally accountable to not go rogue, to just say, you know what? I'm going to remove myself from the situation because this is not for me. And I think the other thing is whenever you see injustice or something happening that you can fix, speak to it, do it, or it might just be a good deed and nobody is looking. Give you an example. I was on a, a rental car bus in Dallas a few weeks ago. It's 9 p.m. at night. Lady gets on, looks like she's about six months pregnant. She's got these huge two um, suitcases. And I notice her. I'm like, hey, let, let me let me help you get the suitcase on. And just the two of us, driver pulls off. We pull up at the rental car center and we're getting off. And I said, let me take your suitcases down. They were rolling suitcases. I take them down and she said, thank you. I will never see that lady again mm -hmm. in my life, but because of personal accountability to say, what can I do to help someone who can do nothing for me? And I'm not looking for a pat on the back. That's what I mean. Everybody can do something to be personally accountable to, uh, to live in a better life and being the best version of themselves. Yeah. Well, this is, that's what you're about, right? Is helping people live that life and, and, and truly, you know, I guess be a blessing to the world and something small like that is living your mission. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So, okay. So I'm curious then to dad specifically, you've got older kids. They're what, uh, 18 and 21. And we've got dads with all age kids in here. What do you know about being a dad right now that you wish you would have known, you know, 18 years ago? I wish I would have been intentional. Three things. Number one, to take the time to read to my kids and put them to bed every night, it, if, if possible, if not traveling, to just do that to bond with them. The second thing is I wish I would have carved out time to do things that they wanted to do, not just things I wanted to do. So like I'll go to a basketball game in a heartbeat or you know, I'll tell my son or daughter, hey, let's go to Top Golf. That's what I want to do. But what do they want to do? And I think the, the third thing is to not only give them experiences that cost a lot of money, but to carve out time on a, on a, if not a daily, on a weekly basis to have a Saturday morning breakfast or lunch where it's just the two of you or the three of you and you just sit down and give them yourselves. I wish I would have done that. I'm making up for that lost time now, um, even as they transition to the next phase of their life. But I, I miss those moments because I was trying to put food on the table and, and keep, you know, clothes on their back and a, a roof over their head. And, and so I was busy, but I don't think as a dad, I was as effective as I could have been if I just would have slowed down in order to speed up. So those are three great ones. And why, why those three? Why do you think those three are so important and stand out? The common th thread that we pull through all of them is time. Children need time with dad. Dad is the greatest influencer of who children become. Uh, there's emerging research out about mothers and sons, but certainly there's a lot of research out about dads and daughters. And, and, and time, you cannot get time back. Mm -hmm. 
You can always do things, but time is so powerful. And when I look at it, people used to tell me when I first had Daniel and Madison, oh, enjoy them. They're going to grow. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that was sage wisdom that I hmm. totally missed because I didn't make the time. And I should have made them a priority and scheduled it like I put everything else on my calendar. So, you know what? This time is blocked daily, even if it's just 15 or 20 minutes to sit down and say, how are you doing? So now I'm trying to make up for it. And what that looks like being a divorced dad, I have them every other weekend. Um, even though Daniel doesn't have to come, he likes to come and just hang out. So I have them every other weekend and we sit down every time we're together and we have a meal no devices, and we just talk. And I'm trying to make up for what I wish I would have done 10 years ago. Yeah. So I'm curious what you talk about with your background of helping people succeed and achieve goals and stuff like that. How are you as the dad helping your kids do the same? Yeah. Well, one of the things we do on a Sunday is we go to church together as a family. That's that's mandatory. That's intentional. But then we'll go to brunch afterward, and I'll sit down and say, so what did you learn today from the message. That's the first thing we talk about. Second thing we talk about is walk me through your classes. What's happening in each of the classes? What are you learning? What are you discovering? And you know, we kind of banter back and forth. But then the third thing that I literally come uh, come around to is tell me about your friends. What are your friends doing? Where are they going to school? What's their mindset? Because as much as we as dads think we shape our children, they're also being shaped by our world once they're outside of our home, outside of our peripheral vision, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to know who is speaking into their lives because whoever has their ear has their life. So what is that person saying? How are they thinking? How are they shaping your worldview? So I want to kind of dig a little bit deeper. And then we'll have some fun. I'll say, okay, so what are we going to do for fun? And and that's generally how we round out the conversation. And we generally run into friends at the restaurant. So that always becomes like a warm time, you know, to connect with people that I know. And they're like, Dad, how do you know this person? And I give them, I teach them the powerful lesson that I wish somebody would have told me that relationships are the currency of the future. You got to have relationships to get anything done in this world. And you're building those relationships still with your kids and, and you're, you're curious about who they're in relationship with clearly. So, you know, what have you, I guess, do you ever come across and you hear about people they're hanging out with or friends and, and things that are happening and you're like, uh, I don't think I like that. Oh, totally. <laughs> so, so how, how do you handle that then? You got you have adult children, so. I, th I think I've become helicopter dad at some uh. level. <laughs> so their mother and I, we have a great co-parenting relationship. And we will tag team and talk about how do we want to deal with this and, and address it. And that's what we've done. And, and the kids will listen to us because we're not being mean about it. We explain to them, here's the why and here's our suggestion. But we also know that we've put good values in them and they have good judgment. They've been great kids, knock on wood. We haven't had any problems with them. And even down to Daniel's now driving. And so we have a whole conversation about driving. Madison has got her learner's permit soon to get her license. So we have a whole conversation around that. And then we want to know, okay, if you're riding with this person, what are they values? Do they drink? Do they smoke? Like, what's up? And, and we'll say, no, you're not going to ride with that person again 
because of their behavior. And now they they know how we feel and how we think. And they're like, oh, dad, we've already decided we're not hanging with that person. So we don't even have to tell them anymore because they've kind of figured it out. Well, that's got to make you proud at times to realize that, you know, it's working. You're getting through. <laughs> yes. But it still makes me nervous when, you know, my son says, hey, I'm going to take an hour drive somewhere and I'm not sitting in the passenger side. Uh, and I, te <laughs> I text his mom and I'm like, what? And uh, she's like, she's like, let it go. Just yeah, let it go. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, yeah. You're, you have adult children. It's time to let it go. Yeah, no question about that. Yeah. So, okay. Well, it, it, reflecting back, what are you most proud of as a dad? You know what? I am so proud that their mother has made an an amazing impression and imprint on them. And I recently wrote her a letter uh, that I wanted her to read in front of them, uh, just thanking her for who they have become as adults, uh, as young adults, and just literally holding their mother in high regard and letting them know that I still appreciate and value their mother. Um, I think um, the other interesting thing that, uh, that I love is to see them growing into the best version of themselves. Uh, it's just amazing to see their personalities just develop. And, and they will push back now. They're like, wait a minute, I don't agree. What about this? Can we talk about this? And that's exactly what I want. I'm always telling them, think for yourself. Don't just assume that everything you read and see, see is true. Push back and ask a deeper question. And they're doing that. So it's interesting <laughs> just to that's watch great. them. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, as we wrap up, I want you to share just a little bit about, you know, what's important to you and what you're doing to really help people reach their goals and then tell people how they can connect with you as well. Yeah. So I'm so excited. To, obviously, people can go to simontbailey.com. All of our information is there. We have a number of resources to really help dads think about how do I move from success to significance and, and really add value, not just to my life, but to those who I love the most? Yeah, how you can, I mean, first, I guess for a dad, if you're truly going to have a, a family that is, is accomplishing goals and making great things happen, you've got to figure that out for you first, right? You've got oh, to yeah. know what your mission is and what you're about, and you might need your own transformation. Yes, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as we wrap up, if a dad isn't, doesn't have clarity, and I know we talked a little bit at the beginning, and yet if a dad does not have clarity about who he desires to be, what advice would you give him? I would say start with answering this very, very simple question. Um, what do I love the most? And if I could literally reinvent myself and do what I love the most, how would I start today? today, right now, just one little micro step. And that micro step over time, the simplicity and the easiness of that can gain you momentum that will allow you to be unstuck and move into your destined future. Is that what caused your transition out of, you know, just kind of a normal job into, you know, doing this, writing books and speaking and, and helping people have a transformation? Did you just wake up one day and go, you know what, I'm here for some other reason? You know what? I was working at Disney and Disney sent me to Paris. And while I was in Paris teaching a program, that's when I had the epiphany. 
So literally what I've just teed up is what I did um, after working for, you know, a number of years and a number of different roles. And I just said, what do I absolutely love? And when I found that, that thing for me in Paris while working, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I created an exit strategy that I implemented uh, about two years later. And, and here I am now, 17 years later, loving what I do. Yeah. Well, you have a number of books out. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you've done there and where people can find it. Yeah. Be the Spark is uh, my latest book and based on research of what allows organizations and businesses to thrive. And what I discovered is men and women who have a spark, they wake up every single day to go the extra inch, not the extra mile, the extra inch in service to others, but also in service to themselves. So they can go to simontbailey.com and, and find Be the Spark and any of the other books that I've written. Yeah, I love the extra inch. Actually, that's funny because I learned that from Disney. We did an event with Disney, a leadership event, and that was kind of their thing. Let's where can you go the extra inch, even just to make something a little extra special? That's it. Yeah, right. you can, if you think about it, there's six inches between your right ear and your left ear, and how can you think about what you do, not just do it? I love it. Well, Simon, you've added so much to these dads today about so many things. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. All right, here we go. Here's the close in three, two, one. Powerful. Thank you, Simon. And, and here's some questions we can consider. I wrote down what he shared. Number one, what makes you come alive? And, and as I share these questions with you, think about not only for you, think about what it's like when you ask your kids these questions too, right? So what makes you come alive? What gets you excited? What is it that, that, that pumps you up every day? Number two, what, could, what would you do if nobody paid you to do it? Like if you could just do anything and you didn't need to be paid, what would that be? And maybe that gives you some clarity about life. And then the third question, he said, what is it that's right about you? And I loved what he said. We spend so much time thinking about everything that's wrong. What if you looked at what's right and then figured out how you could utilize that to do something that you would love to do if nobody paid you and would make you excited? For me, that's what Positively Dad is, quite frankly. D doing this podcast and talking to these people and connecting with you and, and just helping all of us get better, that makes me come alive. What would I do if nobody paid me? This, because nobody pays me. I, Terry and I joke, it's the most expensive hobby ever. And what's right about me? I think what's right about me is just my desire to always grow and get better and learn. And that's something that, that I can use to help others. Then he says, get clarity around these questions. When you get clarity around those questions, it's going to give you a sense of direction or a purpose. Some other stuff he mentioned. Do you have an accountability mindset? Like, do you really have one? Do you, are you okay with accountability? Number two, are you showing up as a positive person? Because he said that, that we would if we're moving toward our intentions, what excites us. And he shared that when we're happy, we're more likely to do something and be more purposeful. And finally, he asked, what choices are you willing to make about your life? Now, I had some great tips about his role as a dad, too. And for Simon, it was about time, spending time with the family. And, and our kids, they need time with us, period. And we don't get it back. So, so take these questions that we've talked about in mind as you think about your family and your kids. And, and, and you know what? You put your appointments in your calendar. You schedule all that stuff out. You, if you're going to get on an airplane, you know when the flight is. If you have a meeting with somebody, you know when that is. And are you purposeful about that time with your kids and family and putting that in as well? 
Good stuff from Simon. All right, let's wrap up the way we wrap up every episode of Positively Dad. It's hearing the thoughts of our soon-to-be eight-year-old, our second grader, Naomi, in the Kids' Corner. Ever wonder what's on the mind of your children? Let's find out in the Kids' Corner with your host, Naomi. Hello, my name is Naomi Chow, and today I will be talking about homework at school. So um, school homework, you can get A pluses or B minuses or like other types of numbers that you can get. If your homework is tough and you don't know what to do, you can ask your parents and ask them if they can help. If you don't do a great job on your homework, then ask your parents if you can copy it and try to um, redo it and get a better grade. The whole point of homework is so you can grow and get better. That's it, Jeremy's Corner. Have a great day, bye. Oh goodness. You know what's fun? She doesn't even have homework. They, they don't do homework in second grade, and they don't do letter grades either. And yet there it is on her mind, homework and letter grades. Oh, the joys of listening to a second grader. She's so perfect. You know, I guess my question for you is, are you being the best version of you? That's what Simon and I talked about today. If not, what is it? What is the best version of you? And what changes should you make so that you can make that happen. When you know inside who you desire to be, then you'll do the things you've got to do to be that person. It's up to you to figure out who you'd like to be first. And I trust that listening to Positively Dad helps you figure that out. I'm going to thank you for listening to us today. It's been a joy to talk with you. We'd love to connect with you online as well if you can. We're all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search at Positively Dad. And then finally, if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, reach out to me too, james at PositivelyDad.com. The last thing, would you rate us? Rate us, review us, and subscribe. Wherever you're listening, just click the five stars. Write a nice review so people know about us. You know, we found out recently we're the number 77 parenting podcast in the UK and the number 91 parenting podcast in the United States. And that's because people like you listen and share it with others. So share, review, and subscribe. We'd appreciate that. I'm James Shaw. Thanks for listening to Positively Dad. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.